Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Ryan Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Ryan Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into TFS pod number 96. Yep, that's right. Just four away from our century mark birthday. There is, predictably, a lot to unpack this week. We're a couple days later to try to let some things simmer down. And you'll notice I'm handling the intro, even though Ryan has taken those reins, because frankly, I'm handling both podiums too. We'll get to that in a minute. At a higher level, World Series is crazy. Phillies are crazy. Five home runs last night. For a while, five of their six hits were home runs. Um, that city is just going nuts right now. They've got a great a team in the MLS finals. The Eagles are the only undefeated team. I don't know about the 76ers and the Flyers, but... For a proud sports town, great on Philly for the ways that the Phillies are playing. Hockey's off and running. NBA is off and running. College football first CFP rankings came out. A couple surprises. We'll get into that a little bit later in the podcast. But really, in reality, let's just get to what's on everybody's mind. Get this out of the way one last time, one only time from the podcast, so we can just get back to talking about the games. Yes. Andy, your favorite angry podcast co-host is what I hear, is probably going to have a little bit of anger and taking both Ryan and my own podium spots for something that I've built over the last couple of days and pinned and went back and looked at and 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 edited and refined and whatever, but it's something I got to get off my chest. And I know Michigan State fans are going to know just where I'm going. And if we've got a few Michigan fans that listen... I'm sorry, this is kind of partly directed at you, and you can choose to listen or you can choose to ignore it like everything else is going on, but I'm going to say my piece, get it off my chest. So let me start this by saying, I first answered something about, we'll call it Tunnelgate, on The Athletic in response to a writer, not a poster, a writer. And this kind of leads me into my podium. What I find fascinating is there is no culpability for Michigan. Never is. Did it get out of hand? Sure seems like it did. But the tunnel at Michigan has been a problem as recently as two weeks ago. If this were the other way around, meaning if this had happened at Michigan State, or was Michigan State getting attacked by Michigan, it would already be yesterday's news. Just like the Donovan Edwards BS excused anti-Semitic comments of a, quote, Twitter glitch. There is equal blame here, period, but Michigan will never own their share, not be held accountable, and thus the level of the rivalry has gone to pure hatred. So with that overview, a response, as I said, made to a writer on The Athletic, a site I canceled my subscription to this week after the joke they call coverage tipped me over the edge. Here is my podium. And yep, as I said, it's an angry one, apparently, par for my course. 
After this, if you want to talk about the game, let's do it. But this is my piece, and as I said, the last time I'm going to talk about quote-unquote Tunnelgate. Let's start with an update that eight Michigan State players have now been suspended, but still not an ounce of ownership from the maze a-holes. So, an open letter. Dear Jimmy, Michigan players, so-called media, and Walmart Wolverines. Let me preface this with a big obvious of course, as in of course I do not condone what Michigan State players did in the way of any real, not perceived, but real assault that may well have occurred, and I'm glad Tuck handled the initial part swiftly and clearly. It's not okay to swing a helmet at someone. If you want to remove that young man from the team, so be it. I'd also say there is this little thing called due process that needs to and is hopefully happening especially in light of other video which shockingly also exists and might tell a different story or at least give a full picture, though of course Michigan will do its best to squash that right quick. Which leads me to the victim Karens that litter the blue side of this story. Screw you, you arrogant, vilely disrespectful, smug, antagonistic, petulant brats. If you do the simplest thing on your side, None of this happens. You turned this rivalry on its head because losing 10 of 15 to your so-called little brother eats at you like a termite eats through wood. Jimmy, you're a gaslighting, manipulative, whining, arrogant ass. This rivalry was intense before you arrived and now it's just dirty and classless. You let your players publicly spew venom all week. Try a cheap trick play late because you were too in up to score when it mattered. Take Paul and first taunt Michigan, Michigan State students, then Michigan State parents, and then take it to celebrate with your fans. And fail to address James Franklin's continued beef, concern really, and prediction that something like this would happen. In the past, you've allowed your guys to trash our field and then locker room, 2018 for those who forget, with no recourse. Hell, you were still whining about calls from last year to the ESPN crew the day before this year's game. Does Michigan State do any of this? At least publicly? Oh, but you're just a concerned parent, right? This is assault with no need for full understanding or due process, right? Spare me the, the aggrieved routine. If you're so concerned, then why are you letting players skip and taunt their way through what is a clear as day in a photo which shows a delineation between Michigan and Michigan State heading into that tunnel. There's a line of white, a rope, security guards, and blue. Your three guys skipped past the security and personnel roping off the teams as they gathered near the tunnel. You've also got staffers galore. They can't keep these guys back. Why are your kids, quote-unquote, putting themselves in that spot? Oh yeah, if you really cared, you'd have that under control. Leave it to a shit parent to let their brat kids do what they want and take no blame when it hits the fan. That's what caused all of this, and this is the third incident in seven home games in that tunnel. You're telling me you have no culpability but are concerned about MSU's thugs? Control your own and this never happens. Period. Players. Grow up. Battle on the field like men. Gloat a little when you hold Polly captive. Push and shove and talk trash on the field if you want to, but keep it there. 
JJ, what exactly had you done in your time in this rivalry to date when you made your arrogant frat boy statement to ESPN that was flaunted in front of Michigan State fans numerous times in the broadcast? Uh, cough up a huge fumble last year. And then you didn't even back it up on Saturday. That was an extremely average performance against a very, very bad defense. Blake Corum, dude, you're good, so just shut up. You take it to a level where you disparage a grown man, our coach? Really? Gloat away, but insulting our staff? A-hole move. At least Mike Hart didn't single anyone out. Those are just two examples. Of course, that reflects on Daddy Harbaugh. There is no integrity in that sort of talk. But then Michigan runs by different standards than it expects out of its opponent, clearly. Last, celebrating by first taunting our students, player parents, and then our fans? Grow the F up. What do we do when we win, which has been frequent the past 15 years? We run to our students and band. But nah, your cocky asses that, quote, don't care about this second or third hand rival, your words, flaunt a win like effing spoiled brats. And don't get me started on this trio that made a point to get in the tunnel as Michigan State filed out. Stay out of that tunnel. We ain't talking about this. Media, how can you get away with calling, or in the very least, clearly insinuating, Tuck and MSU players are thugs? Are you for real? If a Michigan State beat writer did that to Michigan, they'd be called a racist and fired. You all say Spartan fans have an inferiority complex? Nope. When it comes to you, Wojo and Angelique and Mitch and hell, Graham Couch, you're just Michigan fans parading as writers. No better than the back of the herd Twitter freaks. Using your platform to name call and disparage? You're a joke, and you've made the rags you write for even more of a joke. I'd say I'm surprised, but given the national media these days, I'm not. I'd say be ashamed, but arrogance apparently knows no shame. Disgusting. And you, my favorite people from the back of the herd, Walmart Wolverine fans. I don't even know where to begin with you. From a co-worker who ambushed me with words like thug and criminals and so on first thing Monday morning in the office, to your childish antics taunting guys like Xavier Henderson in, a, in social media, to the A-wipe who tried to rub Tucker's head as he went off the field, to those plugging their nose and stomping their feet and pissing and moaning to fire Tucker and give Michigan State the death penalty. Screw you. You're the worst kind of arrogant because you're ignorant and arrogant. You're so full of it that you can't even simply agree that if these players just simply hang back, this never happens. You want charges filed, yet your own hoops coach, on national TV, mind you, punched another coach. Your beloved Jabril Peppers punched an Ohio State fan back in 2016 with no recourse. By the way, also caught on video. You've got a lying anti-Semite on your team who will, quote, learn his lesson going to the Holocaust Museum. You can't even come up with good insults. Moo you? Still? We haven't been an ag first school in decades. The, you couldn't get into Michigan, so you went to Michigan State excuse? When you maybe went to JUCO? You make the redneck, mouth-breathing, worst-of-the-worst SEC fans look like the definition of class the way you act. P.S. Hey, McDonough, trouble with the snap isn't your woe Nelly. It was unique to the craziest inning in college football history until you forced it on an irrelevant late-game bad snap by Michigan State, or as you and other condescending pricks refer to us as Sparty. 
Clearly, you've been waiting to give M some retribution for their epic blown play by making that call and a worthless play in an already over game with the same teams. Damn, I'm glad the B1G is moving elsewhere next year. PSS. Hey, Mr. Officials. How about that blatant spear you ignored when two Michigan guys went high-low on PT at the end of the first half? Or the absolute forearm shiver to Barker's head by number five, right in front of you? Oh, I see. Rules for thee, not for me. Call everything both ways and control that. Those plays were assault in their own right, but, of course, uncalled in a game and, quote, part of the game. Guess they're just part of the game, right? As Mike Valenti said, this rivalry is officially lost. Not sure we'll ever be able to get it back. Michigan has been trying to keep Michigan State down or out since the beginning of time. Now that may come to fruition because I want nothing to do with your arrogance any longer. You don't hold yourself to the high standards you claim and do all you can to deflect the whole truth when it doesn't fit your narrative. To that, I end with one last muck Fishigan. Okay. That out of the way, let's go to the tee-up slash throw the flag. Ryan, over to you. Yeah, uh, University of Florida. Um, this week, a uh, couple things. Brenton Cox um, was like a five-star a few years ago. Went to Georgia uh, at first. Got kicked off the team there. Ended up in Florida with Dan Mullen. Go figure. Florida, they're used a bunch of convicts. Um, like Michigan State, apparently. Um, gets kicked off the team. Kicked out of school. For the second time, idiot. And then some Florida um, media guy asked some stupid question. And he goes, what does it matter? You can't fire me. I'm going to be here longer than Billy Napier will be anyways. Um, shots fired there, buddy. I think Billy Napier is going <laughs> to have Florida go in the right direction. This is just another great example of the media being stupid as hell. Um, and it's down south this time instead of up north. So. They're everywhere. Um, not all media people are bad, but a lot of them are just, they, they think they're indispensable um, and make comments like that and write whatever they want. Um, ridiculous. That's the flag. Whistle. Throw the, throw the flag. Throw it. All right. Uh, to four downs we go. We're getting into that. We're going to jump college football together, Big Ten and college football at large. Get a little Week 10 preview, then I'll get to my uh, last few Big Ten basketball previews, then we'll do scramble, talk about a few things in general. Um, yeah, we'll start off with the Big Ten weekend review, um, then kind of jump into to other games, I guess, as we go. Um, we'll just get this one out of the way. Rutgers, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota yeah. pounded them. They pounded Ugly. them. Ugly. Rutgers is pretty terrible. I thought, I thought they'd cover and they didn't. Their defense, I thought, was solid. Ibrahim, 159 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, he did it again. He's a good player. Um, I don't think without him being healthy, they'd be anything, but that's just me. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, The question is, Gavin Wimsatt had 68 yards and uh, passing. Can he beat that against Michigan State? uh, Yeah, he might might double that. or triple that, or quadruple that. Depends. They play three quarterbacks a lot of the time. Um, but, yeah, uh, we'll go Ohio State-Penn State. Uh, we both said Ohio State would cover 15.5. It was 13, I believe. 40, yeah, 44-31, 31. yeah. Ohio State a little rocky, and then they turn it on the fourth quarter, scoring 28 points. Um, I don't know what to think of this. I, I, I know – that they can score with anybody. Their defense has improved. I just feel like C.J. Stroud, he's, 
I don't know if he's good. He's very good, but he's not. I don't think he's taking that step forward. Um, that I, well, I mean, if he had Jigba Smith on top of Marvin Harrison, who had ten catches for 185 he, he yards, I mean, he, the difference between him, he he's very. I read this in the article, and I completely agree with it. He's very set. Like, it has to be very structured. He's not good at just... On the fly. On the fly, making something up, just going, like, scrambling out of the pocket and getting people to move around. He has to stay in the pocket. He's He doesn't improvise. That's the word I was looking for. He does not right. improvise very well and kind of just go with what, what the defense gives me because he tries to jam passes in there. Um, and his protection is out there. He kind of gets happy feet, breaks down a little bit. But, I mean, he's got... He's got weapons everywhere. Henderson's a stud. This Tomalulu guy in the defensive line. But he had like a strip animal. sack, a fumble recovery, another sack, yeah. uh, interception, pick six. I think he had two picks, actually. I mean, yeah. I think he's a freshman, too, isn't he? True or sophomore. True sophomore. Sophomore. I mean, true sophomore. Crazy. Ohio, I'm t- Ohio State's good. There's a reason there. What were they? Number two in, yes. the, in the poll that yes. came out? Um they're, they're good. I mean, look, what Ohio State has Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland before they play the team down the road. Um, and that team down the road similarly has uh, Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois uh, before Ohio State. That could be um, tough. But Ohio State just needs to keep impressed. Look, they have not scored less than, after the Notre Dame game, less than 44 points in a game. Their last... Seven games, 45, 77, 52, 49, 49, 54, 44. That's crazy. They can score points. Their offense is great. So Stroud can be as pedestrian as you as you say he is. I, I would take that. I, sw- I kind of wish he had taken that next step. I don't, I'll take that next step at Michigan State. I would love that. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything's better than what we have now. We'll get to that later. Um, Illinois, um, we both thought that Dominant. They- would would struggle a little bit being on the road. No. They were down nine six early, went on a twenty to nothing yeah, run. Probably a, scored scored more touchdowns, but settled for field goals. The cream of the crop in the West of the Illinois Fighting Illini. What in the world? First winning season clinched since two thousand eleven. Wow. I think it was first chance to win ten games since like oh two maybe oh oh one oh two when they had Juice Williams and went to the Rose Bowl. I mean crazy with not much roster turnover to be honest Bielema is doing a fantastic job there and he's doing it the old-fashioned way he's doing it by building up his his offensive line with a really good running back um a quarterback that you know is good enough and a defense that is surprisingly good like I think they've given up the least second half points in FBS I think I saw that stat during yeah, the game they're the number one total I mean, like defense. DeVito their quarterback is 20 for 22 yeah only for 179 180 yards but like who cares if he's that efficient and then you got Chase Brown with 149 yards rushing I got a dual threat and Isaiah Williams who used to be a quarterback now he's a wide receiver I mean and Chase Brown's twin brother is a hell of a linebacker so that is a very nice very nice team yeah, they're uh, they're doing pretty well for themselves. Happy for them. Um, yeah, the Illini, um, Iowa Northwestern. Uh, Nor- Iowa scored. Wow. Well, they played Northwestern. Northwestern's <laughs> horrible. They're on their way to one and eleven. They beat Nebraska. They're like, oh, this might be probably Petrus' best game of his career. Twenty-one for thirty for two twenty and a oh, touchdown. That's crazy. That's more yards than he's had in his career. I think and more completions. Um, more passes thrown too, but Northwestern is that's the that's the other story. Northwestern's horrible. They're absolute garbage. Yeah, Thought they would be decent after beating Nebraska, team. and they have not won since. 
Yeah. Week zero, and it's week ten coming up on. Whew, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but they're building a new stadium. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. They'll be fine when they get the right couple pieces and parts here and there. They just they're just, they're a struggle bus right now. They they can do very little of anything right. Yeah, it's been it's been kind of rough. Uh, all right, the big one, uh, Michigan State, Michigan, Michigan State covered. Indeed, we said that they would, I believe. Uh, they sure did. Like, a couple thoughts that I had. Um, like, i got to find my find my notes because I have some notes. So, like, JJ, a.k.a. Jesus Jr., Not 15 for 25, 167 yards. Yes, a couple of nice Bowl runs on third down. Exactly. He's, he's, he's a sexier version of game manager, enough to keep the fans quiet and... Look, he hasn't lost them a game, but I'd like to see him win them a game. And I don't know. Illinois will be his first real chance to win them a game because Illinois is going to be tough. It's it's at Ann Arbor, but like that's a legit tough, good defense. Um, I, not that impressed. Blake Corum, super impressed. The offensive line, incredibly impressed. We predicted those things at the beginning of the season. Schoonmaker, impressed. Mission's receivers, not good. Yeah, they're not good. Not I mean, um, Edwards... Stick to Twitter. Uh, and he's yeah, not. Keep tweeting your Michigan, Michigan crap, State but. made him not look very good as, as athletic as he is. Quorum, good. He gets yard. He falls he's forward. Literally. He gets yards he after. Forward. He can. Kind of reminds goals. me of um, like he's even smaller though, but Ringer, like not breakneck speed, but good speed, and just a powerful forward runner. Like he doesn't mess around. He finds the holes, and he's got a hell of an offensive line. Like I think most running backs would die to play behind an offensive line. Like, you put Kenneth Walker behind that offensive oh line last Lord. year, he might have rushed for 2,500 yards. That's how good Michigan's offensive line is. So, like, impressive there. Defense, okay, yeah, they held Michigan State to six plays in the, in the third quarter. I don't know if that was as much the defense as it was Michigan That's State's offense. Like, look, bottom line is Michigan State would have probably lost that game no matter what, but – what are you doing on two straight fourth down plays that are critical, calling the same kind of delayed, slow action? And it sounds like Thorne had an option to do a quarterback sneak. He's, You're fourth and inches from the six. You can push legally. Get under center and have Elijah Collins push you forward for a first down. If Michigan State scores there and scores a touchdown, and I'm I'm totally fine that they didn't kick a field goal. I'm totally fine with that. It's yep. you, You're a three-touchdown underdog. You got to be Betsy, and we we saw the the bad snap game more than anything. Fine, go for it, but you got to come up with a better play than that. Don't give him an option. Call a timeout, like to freaking to do that. Because I'm telling you, if Michigan State is up 14 to 10, all of a sudden Michigan's on their heels, going, "Damn!" Because here's the thing: Michigan sucked in the red zone, scoring touchdowns going into the game, and they still suck at it against arguably one of the worst defenses they'll play this year in America. Held the five. Field goals in the red zone. Five field goals. The last touchdown Michigan had was on a gift after a bad snap at the 10-yard line. So wipe that out. Michigan scored. Michigan earned one touchdown on a drive against a bad Michigan State defense. That fought. Granted, they fought. They bent. They played really well. But still, a not good Michigan State defense really gave up five field goals and one touchdown when all is said and done. When you look at the drives. Yes, I realize that other was a touchdown. They were on the field. But... Short yardage, whatever. I, I discount those no matter the game. If Michigan State goes up 14 to 10, even if it's 14 to 13 at the half, 
the pressure is maybe a little bit different. Like, I don't know what, if, if it's Michigan that took them out of the, the one-on-one game that they had with Keon Coleman, who destroyed who them. Who throw the ball? I don't know if it's a stubbornness to run. I don't know if, like, they finally call two shots and they throw twice into double coverage on long shots and all of a sudden you're on third and long. Like, I mean, you got to be able to, I get mixing it and running the ball a little bit. I, I don't have a problem with that, but, like, the other play calls were just, they were there on the first drive, and then of course the one of the keys that Ryan and I gave last week, Jarrett no Horse, penalties. another dumbass, unsportsmanlike penalty, kills a, a promising drive. So Dead positive plays every. every I don't know if Michigan State scores on that drive, but let's just say they do something there, and maybe they score three, and then they score seventeen in the first half. You know, or they keep the other drive alive on fourth. I mean, like they had all the momentum, and they took it all away from themselves. Now, I'm not going to say Michigan's defense didn't play well because certainly I haven't gone back and watched game film and broken it down to say what they did and didn't do right or wrong. But Michigan State helped the cause by shooting ourselves in the foot and running stupid plays. And all that momentum that was there in the the first half that probably should have garnered maybe as much as 21, 24 points when all is said and done, really in truth, um, gets seven, and that's all you get for the game. And then they have a chance towards the end to make it 14, and Thorne trying to force it into coverage and just doesn't read the safety and interception, blah, blah, blah. This is like... Same old story. That's the hard man. part for me in that game is just the creative play calling was there on the first drive and then it disappeared. Um, I, I just... I, you know, it's funny because weeks ago, I heard Mike Valenti said this, you know, on his radio show the other day, like weeks ago, we were asking for the wrong coordinator's head. Because I will say, Scotty Hazelton has taken what he could and finally turned and, and got out of his stubbornness and went to a 4-3, and the 4-3 is working out fine. Now, middle of the defense was not great. Linebackers were not great in coverage on um, Schoonmaker, the tight end for Michigan. But other than that, no big, real, you know, no huge hitting plays, no giant runs, no, you know, major pass plays. The defense was passable. The defense played well enough for Michigan State to win that Missed game. A lot it's, of the, it's the offense, there, and the but... offense is the side of the ball where Michigan State has the talent. The three great starting wide receivers, two and a half good running backs, a crappy line. I get it. Good a quarterback who was supposed <laughs> to be good, good tight ends. Man, I I don't know. I I saw Kim with his helmet on late when that game was out of reach. Put him in. At this point, put Hauser in. Let him get some run because I think we need to have an open quarterback conversation. I, I I don't think the line is really that much different than last year. Big difference, obviously, you don't have K-9. I get it. He made the offensive line look better last year. But there are too many weapons for PT to be looking that crappy all horrible. the time. He's been bad all year long. He's I mean, had... he, he really, in his, his, quote, best plays, he was bailed out by a hell of an athletic, tall, wide receiver in Keon yeah. Coleman. I mean, it's the same story. This this line couldn't cross a grape in a food fight. They're they're weak. They stink. They can't block. Mm-hmm. Uh, this goes back to the D'Antonio stuff. You recruit freaking linemen, and they suck. These are all his guys. The end of them. Um, and the thing is, next year you lose a starter in Horse. You lose a starter in Duplain. You lose a starter in Samac. Unless I come back for a fifth year, and I don't know if I want him to. You lose Carrick. You lose Green, and you return Brown. That's going to be a whole new offensive line next year. And you better have guys ready to go, or else it's going to be the same story again. I don't get it. I don't think the tight ends were targeted once. In the, or Barker was. He dropped a pass. I know that. 
Um, he got smashed. On one Reed, we, we act like he doesn't even exist. He he had some touches on the first drive, then you don't throw it to him. You don't act like he's there. Get him in space. Keon like, Coleman, phenomenal. He's 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 gonna be playing on Sundays after next season. He's six four. He can jump. He's physical. He was at the basketball he's game fast. last night, and I bet you he and Carr are gonna play this year because they they're gonna to, they're gonna get there early. And Michigan State is gonna need the depth in basketball, but basketball is for a later time. Yeah, I I just don't. And, and Berger had some some runs. We're like, all right, a little something. There, Collins, same thing. Collins. Collins gets his yards. Yeah, and, and then this is the play calling. Jay Johnson needs to go. He has to go. You have to get a young offensive coordinator that's that is forward thinking with the times. Last year, he was bailed out by Kenneth Walker. You could run these exotic, weird plays because of Kenneth Walker. Now you can't do that. It's the same crap. Slow developing run play on fourth and short twice when you can't block out of the pistol. When you're running you know, and here's, here's the thing. yards off the line of scrimmage. When you have marginal talent in positions, like we'll say the offensive line, Play or like strengths. Michigan State has some marginal talent in key spots on defense, like find a way to, de- to maximize the best that those players can give you. They're clearly Division One for a reason. I don't know if it's because Michigan State does man-to-man blocking or if they're doing exclusively zone blocking. I'm not a football savant that way, so I can't just sit there and watch it and go, oh, yeah, this is what this is. I get the the basics, certainly, of offensive line play. But whatever needs to be done, in my mind, a coach, a, a, a position coach and a coordinator finds a way to get the best out of the talent that he has to put him, his team in the best situation to win and then calls plays accordingly. And, again, Michigan State did it the first four plays on that first drive, and they had Michigan on their heels. And then Horst goes and makes the same dumbass move. Did he ever come out? No. So is he ever going to not do that? No. Is he going to do it in the first or second series against Illinois? Yes. Is he going to do it in the, for the rest of his Michigan State career? Yes, because nobody holds him accountable. It's like the problem that they had at Nebraska with nobody was held accountable for making mistakes. Hold these guys accountable. Now, I did see later in the game they had some guys – some numbers that I'm not used to seeing on the line this year, so presumably the younger guys. Like, let them get some run now because you are not going to win three of your last four games and get to a bowl game. Now's the time to play some freshmen. Now's the time to see what you got out of some guys they are going to have to, clearly on defense. Eight, five, what, three starters, three key second stringers gone for who knows how long on defense. Um, you're going to have to start to play these guys. If you haven't played freshmen yet, you got four games left, and, hey, you don't burn a red shirt, so... You know, bonus. It's it's time to do it. It's time to fix things. Um, at this point forward, I'm not going to blame the defense. No, the they defense were serviceable was, against Michigan. I don't expect much at all of them the rest of the way, depending on how long some of these guys, so especially like Winmon out. Um, so I give the defense a complete pass the rest of the season. But if the offense can only score seven points a game, they'll maybe beat Rutgers seven to six. They'll maybe beat Indiana seven to six, but they're not going to come close against Penn State or Illinois. Here's my question. Even under D'Antonio in twenty seventeen, went ten and three. We could not run the ball. There were three games in a row where Brian Lewerke threw the ball fifty plus times. Why right. aren't we doing that? Right. Why? I, I don't understand it. They're so hell bent on establishing the run. It's to a fault. It's, like I get it, but Get your guys it. in space. I mean, with the receivers we have, how many slants do you see Michigan State? Never. That was a staple of Kirk Cousins' offense at Michigan State. B.J. Cunningham on a slant. Sometimes, well, then Lippitt, Cook and, and Lippitt on slants. Like, 
Keyshawn Martin on slants. These guys, none of these guys who are super talented are running slants. Get some guys in there and run slants. Is it because Jaden Reed's saying, I don't know, i got to go to the NFL, I don't want to run a slant, I don't want, then get him out of there, next man up. I, I don't know that he's saying that, but like, give me a good reason why you don't mix it up and don't do something different. Freaking crying out loud, go run the triple option for the next couple weeks. At least be hard to prepare for. Yeah, the, well, here's the, here's the problem. It's going to be the same crap for the next four weeks. They'll get two I, I more wins. I don't know if this offseason will be very telling because I, I believe in Tucker. I think he's the right guy. Just I mean, he was left a full pot, if you know what I mean, by Coach D. We love Coach D, but he did nothing at the end of his tenure. He did nothing. And now, Michigan's left, trying to throw a wrinkle in our recruiting stuff for sure, this, but whatever. He left this, and, and he's recruiting well. He's trying to get these guys in, but, man, oh, man, you gotta do what D'Antonio didn't do and make the necessary things to make your program go from yeah. A. You can't to be B afraid to, to make coaching changes. You in gotta go off a peg. You, can, you gotta yeah. you take a few steps back. You gotta go. Winning has to come before line. loyalty it at does. this point. It, it I don't care does. if Jay Johnson was your offensive coordinator at Colorado. Uh, you don't owe anything to him. He's he was terrible at his previous jobs before that. He is not a big time offensive coordinator. Sure, he'd be. Fine at Central or something like that, you know, at Tulsa, but not Michigan State in the Big Ten, especially the Big Ten East with the juggernauts. I mean, Michigan's a huge program, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, Maryland's on the rise, it, playing better. You can't do it. You just can't freaking do it. He's got to go out and get a young mind. I, I don't know who that's going to be, but he's got to do it. And if, if the, you don't think our defense get better, and even though Hazelton has is improved a little bit, but it's still we still have a defense that's ranked lower than 100 in America. That's awful. Two years in a row. Mm-hmm. That's awful. You can't do that, especially in the Big Ten. You can't. You need progress, not regression, uh, or staying the same. You just can't. Um, I digress. All right, rest of college football. One note that I had: Kansas State with the largest ever shutout win by a lower ranked opponent against an AP top 10 40. Nine to nothing against the Pokes. Sorry, Storm. Uh, is it Stormy or Buzz? Yes, Buzz is a Central Michigan guy. Stormy Warren on the highway. Love listening to the show. Stormy's a huge Cow Pokes Cowboys fan. Oklahoma State and uh, man, that was that was a beatdown. That was a yeah, beat that was bad down. Tennessee. Tennessee is number one in the first CFP rankings because they throttle teams like Kentucky. That are a quasi-rival that should be, on paper, a close game. The game before, they're going to play Georgia in the biggest game in Tennessee in years, decades maybe, and they absolutely destroy them. Like, no look ahead, no nothing. They they destroyed Kentucky. Um, it is it is uncanny how good the top of the, the you know, college football is right now, I'll say. Um, this so good. Um, Alabama, LSU this week. We'll get to previews in a little bit. I mean, there's some good games this week. Clemson continues. Clemson, uh, did they play? That was not Syracuse last week. That was the week before. Um, uh, who are you? Who do you think? Syracuse, Clemson. Clemson, Clemson was well, Syracuse got destroyed. Syracuse by got Notre smoked by Notre Dame. Um, but yeah, like the the good teams are kind of separating. TCU, I think, undervalued at eight and zero and ranked number seven. Behind a one-loss Alabama team in the first CFP, 
I'm sorry, Michigan fans, you'll disagree, but Michigan at five is about where you belong because look at Colorado State, horrible. Hawaii, horrible. UConn actually is, is decent. I think they've won three or four games, but otherwise they're not good. Maryland, okay, fine, bowl eligible. Um, Iowa, not very good. Indiana, horrible. Penn State, okay, and you had a really good game there. Michigan State, not good. So who have you played? And that's why you're number five. So it'll all play out on the field over the next few weeks anyway. It sure will. Anything else college football-wise from last week? No, not really. North Carolina's good. Yeah. Oh, 7-1. and one. Drake I mean, May. Should have lost probably to App State. And in the future. Boom, they're 7-1. and one. Like, uh, pretty surprising. Max, a good coach. Go figure. All right. Um, <clears throat> week 10 preview. Here we are. Um, getting close to the end. Um, or we'll jump right into it. Ohio State, Northwestern. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Ohio State's favorite, according to the app, I'm looking at, at 38. I, I have right? 37 and a half this off FanDuel. Um, yeah, I think I they're going to easily Apple's cover that crap. Holy smokes. Iowa beat them by however much. Iowa was terrible. Yeah, I yeah, I just don't. I mean, who's Ohio State has Indiana after that, so it's not like they got a tough game to, that they're going to look forward to. I Yeah, I'll take Ohio State in the cover on that easy. Minnesota at Nebraska. Um, Minnesota's favored by two touchdowns. Yeah, plus. fifteen and a half is what I have on here. Um, I think Nebraska is going to bounce back and play better. Honestly, um, I think they're going to cover. I think they'll lose by thirteen. I'm thinking like thirty-four well, twenty-one. I made the mistake of, and this is at Big Red Nation. I made the mistake of picking them to cover against Illinois last week. So did I. Boy, though, what I'm is it? What's the official? Fifteen and a half on Fanduel. Fifteen and a half. Uh, boy, that's over two touchdowns. All right, I'll I'll buy it. I'll I'll fall on that Nebraska sword again because I actually picked them to have a decent record. So I'll say they'll cover, but they're not going to win. Okay, they're not going to stop Ibrahim. They couldn't stop Chase Brown. Yeah. How are they going to stop him? Yeah, they won't. They won't. Uh, straight up, Purdue, Iowa. Um, it's at Purdue. Purdue, I think, is coming, I off think, a bye week. coming off a bye. I think they're going to be fresh, coming off a loss. They're going to be ready. I think they win a close one against Iowa. Low scoring, I'm going to call it like 17-10 maybe. Iowa's one touchdown is going to be a defensive one. Yeah, bring me Purdue. Yeah, boy. They didn't play very well against Wisconsin, but they had been playing well prior to that. They, you know, bye weeks at that time of the season is a chance to get healthy. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Purdue in that game. Wisconsin, Maryland. Uh, I think Wisconsin's it's like a three point favorite, so it's going straight. Um, Maryland at Wisconsin. It's at Wisconsin. I think that that pays off for them. I think Wisconsin wins a close one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Maryland wins, but I'm going with the badges. Are we going straight up? Yep. Uh, boy, I picked Maryland to lose this game at the beginning of the season. They're coming off a bye. Does Tulia is he healthy? Is he good? He, he didn't play last game. So. I know, and there was a bye. I don't know if he's playing or not. That's the one thing. <coughs> I, I'll go with Wisconsin, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be super honest. I would not at all be surprised if Maryland wins this game. This is embarrassing. If you would have told me this at the beginning of the season, I would have told you you're on on every drug possible. Michigan State's a 16 and a half point dog at freaking Illinois. I think they're going to cover it. I think they're going to lose like 13-0, 14-0. Illinois has a really good defense. They're all, I Michigan think, State's run defense is decent. Um, they're not a great passing team, although DeVito may go for like 500 yards against Michigan well, State. Mertz Michigan is State's good. defense is, is, is down. All of its key players, uh, you know, when you throw in snow, they're down four starters at least for this game. 
I don't know if they can cover that or not. Uh, two That's like losing by two touchdowns. I mean, they I will say they'll cover. They covered last week by the hint of their chin. Uh, so we'll say Michigan State covers, but Illinois is going to win. Penn State, Indiana. Uh, can you look where this is? Uh, never mind. I see it. It's at Indiana. Penn State's a two-touchdown favorite. I think they're going to cover that. I think Indiana's pretty hot garbo. They yeah, Penn State's passing game kind of got going against Ohio State a little bit last week. They've, their running game is decent. Yeah, I think Indiana's coming off of a bye, but I think Penn State... Indiana probably, probably needs to win this if they want a chance at a bowl because Ohio State, they're probably not going to win. No. And Purdue's had their number as of late. Um, so, they're who, not gonna who are you going with? Penn State. Okay. Michigan Rutgers. What a fun game this is going to be. 25 and a half, Michigan's getting... Funny, though, I mean, Rutgers got shut out last week. Rutgers actually plays Michigan well at home. Except um, for once when they lost, like, 80 to 0. Yeah, I... What's the... Are we going spread or 25 and a half. Michigan's the favorite. Oh, Michigan couldn't cover I'm 22 Michigan, and a half against Michigan State, I'm but... I'm going to say Rutgers... Or Michigan's going to cover But it. Rutgers can't score the football, um... So probably are worse at scoring the football and moving the football than Michigan State is. So yeah, I'll take Michigan to cover that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. Two or three more here. I don't. Georgia's a nine point favorite. I don't know why. Their best defensive player, one of their best defensive players, out for the season, and Nolan Smith. Straight up, I think that this is gonna be. This is obviously the game of the year so far. One versus three. Um, pretty phenomenal. The atmosphere is going to be insane between the hedges. Tennessee's number one. If you would have told me that to be in there, I also been like you're on crack. Um, have been great. Tennessee's um, beaten them between the hedges. Yeah, recently. they have. But I think Georgia's defense and their experience is just going to be a little too. And having the home field. Are we calling spread on this? Game? Straight up. I was going to say there's no Georgia. Georgia's not going to cover nine. I think Georgia wins by a field goal. I think they win on like a last second field goal, win by three. But I think this is going to be the game of the year, um, even better than Georgia Bama. Or I'm sorry, um, Tennessee Bama. So here's the, here's the question: If Tennessee loses this, wins out, and so they're shut out of the SEC championship game, but they're eleven and one, and they beat Bama, and they beat, Bama, and they beat, and, they beat and let's other just say teams. then. Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Does Tennessee get in over Georgia in the four? This is this is they why the argument for a twelve team playoff or an eight team or because because they're good enough. Yeah, those even three if teams, they lose this game, they're good. They're enough. three of the best four teams in America. And, and I mean, Tennessee, there's no doubt about it. I think I think Tennessee proved it on the field. I guess you could argue, but I think Tennessee's better than Alabama, so I think they're the second best team in the SEC. But Regardless, if it's straight up, I'll pick Georgia. If it was at Tennessee, I'd probably say the other way around. Um, Tennessee's playing really, really well right now, though, so it would not surprise me if they go there and get the win. And Captain Wayne, he agrees. Um, Bama at LSU. Night Another game in Death game. Valley. Great game. Bama's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite coming off of a, a bye LSU here. has been, like, sneaky They're since, since that first game when they just – Screwed the pooch and lost to Florida State in a heartbreaking fashion. Um, they've been pretty good. Like they, they really have. Um, minus they got throttled by Tennessee, but I think it was Tennessee, wasn't it? LSU. Yeah. Yeah, and like a noon game or whatever. Yep. 
I'm going Bama. Are we going I, spread? Yeah, 12 and a half. I just feel like Bama's going to be pissed off, and they hate LSU. And No, um, I don't think Bama covers the spread. Bama's going to win, but they're not going to cover the spread. What are we record-wise, anyway? Uh, I can tell you in a second. And then, any pro games that we're picking? Yeah, l- last one, Lions, Packers. Lions are going to lose. They suck. No more. Pat, Aaron Rodgers is their, their bounce-back game. <laughs> yeah. Easy money. That could be... Uh, it's kind of a pillow fight. Yeah, Packers are going to win that game. You're 63 and 39. I'm 59 and 43. So you just hold a slim lead with. Ooh, I pulled four, two more games ahead last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I got, I went three and five. You went five and three because you picked Minnesota to cover and I picked Rutgers to cover and then I picked the Rams and you picked the 49ers. So here we are. Yep. So this is week ten. So there's what thirteen. We'll do week ten. 11, 12, 13, and then championship uh, champ, right? champ week, yeah. Nice. We're, we're already getting down to the nitty-gritty here. It's crazy. All right, before we move to spot number three, a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty will help you find the home that best fits your needs and makes the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients over 30-plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. All right. Um, it's hoop season, baby. It's November. That calendar flipped. Um, I'm in full hoops mode now. Um, Michigan State, first exhibition lesson. I'll get to them here soon. Um, but we got five Big Ten teams. I'll go through them quick. Uh, and honestly, the five that I have left here um, are going to be teams to be pretty good aside from one um, that I have left. But um, a lot of the cream of the crop here. Um, we're going to start off with the Illinois Fighting Illini uh, coming off of a round of 32 exits at Houston last season. Uh, tied for the Big Ten title with Wisconsin. Lost a lot. Lose Kofi. Um, you know, an All-American Trent Frazier, a, f- a five-year player. Alfonso Plummer, who was a, a, a nice scoring guard for them. Uh, Grandison, he's at Duke now. Um, yeah, they, they lost a lot. Um, but they do return. They returned three guys, and I think they all will play. One's hurt. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but last year, I mean, they were they were pretty good. You know, finished last year 20th in Ken Palm. Pretty decent team. So they, they bring back Luke Goody, who is... Uh, you know he's he could be a good player. He's a six six shooter, Russell Bird type, but he broke his foot in their uh, secret scrimmage. Um, he's out indefinitely, probably till at least January, I would say. That's not good for them, but I, I don't know if he was going to play huge minutes. But he's definitely going to probably play as a shooter, score, and a guy with experience. I think Coleman Hawkins. Uh, I don't think he's great, but people are like, oh, he's going to break out. He's going to break out. I mean. I guess I don't I don't know I don't I don't really see it with him but I don't know I mean he's tall he can shoot it a little bit he's very skinny he's he might start at the five for them I mean he's like six nine six ten looks like he weighs a buck twenty um, but he he's, he could be a decent player he's got a weird hair um, I know that for Brevin RJ Melendez he kind of broke out last year at the end of the season uh, had that big game against. Uh, against that was Chattanooga and then Houston um, the last two games of the season there. Nice, tall wing. Um, I, I would expect him to maybe even start for them. Um, just kind of fits their uh, their mold, their offense. He's athletic. He's got length. Um, kind of seems like a Brad Underwood kind of guy. 2023 projection, Bartorvik says, uh, 14th best offense, 27th best defense. 
Forty, uh, I'm sorry, four point nine seed is what they give him. So we're on the five seed. Gives him a ninety three percent chance to make the tournament. Um, projects him to be about twenty two and eight, fourteen and six. Probably win the Big Ten there. Sixteen point five percent of minutes returned. That's not a lot at all. That's toward the bottom of teams in America that are in Power Five or Power Six. Pardon me. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, they could. Have, they have a decent roster with with good at good pieces. It's just a matter of putting them together. A lot of newcomers. Um, you know, they bring in uh, Sky Clark, who's a, a former Kentucky commit. He's a point guard. He had a bad ACL injury his senior year. He's coming off that he had a concussion early in the season. He's six three, pretty good athlete. Um, they've had good point guard play the last few years with with Io and then Trent Frazier last year. Um, they need him to step up and. And be good um, if they're going to take this into the next level. Uh, another freshman, Ty Rogers from Ypsilanti, six um, six, kind of a, a guy that can play three four, can handle a little bit shooting. He's kind of a bowl. <clears throat> Expect him to play a lot of minutes for them, um, uh, especially early with with Goody being out. Um, then they have this guy, uh, Jalen Epps. He's a guard, might play a little bit, um, and then they have these. They have a few other guys, but probably won't play too much, um, just based off of their transfers that they have coming in. Matthew Meyer, he's a big one. You probably remember him, Morgan Wallen looking guy from Baylor. Um, started last year for him. <clears throat> you know, around eight nine points, can shoot a little bit. He's six nine, good decent rebounder, decent defender. He's won a national championship. He's played a lot of basketball. Fully expect him to start and play huge minutes for them. Can he be a breakout guy? Yeah, I think he can be. It's just I, I don't know if he has that in him because he's you know played on really good teams and he's expected um, to be kind of a role player. Now he's kind of expected to be the the one first or second guy. And then Dane Danja, uh, another Baylor transfer, six nine, like two fifty. He's a big fella. Uh, played a little bit last year for Baylor, then then transferred. Um, he was a top 50 recruit, I believe, a few years ago, so he's got it in him. Haven't really ever seen him play, so I don't know much. The guy I'm most excited about seeing for <clears throat> for Illinois is Terrence Shannon. They call him TJ, Terrence Shannon Jr., TJ Shannon. 6'6 wing, two-way guy. He's improved his stroke, great athlete, um, great, great defender. Um, he was great for Tech. I wanted Michigan State to get him bad. Michigan's butt hurt because they didn't get him. Dickinson and, and all those guys were crying about it at media days, whatever. Uh, but this guy's the real deal. Lefty, really good player. I would, I, I honestly think he's going to be an all Big Ten type of guy, um, especially him probably being their their best player. Um, but yeah, um, they they're projected like I said, twenty two and eight. I think they'll they can honestly finish anywhere from first to like seventh in the Big Ten because. Having that many new guys on a roster is tough to do, uh, but I know they're talented. I just don't know Brad Underwood's a great coach, uh, but who knows? Um, we've they've won the Big Ten a couple years in a row. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think they'll definitely make the tournament. You know, four to seven seed. I don't think anyone in the Big Ten is going to be very highly seeded at all. Probably early exits, but um, schedule wise, early uh, three pretty easy ones, and they play in the. Continental Tire main event, you'll get UCLA first. That's a very big game. Then Baylor, Virginia, love to see that. Playing Syracuse in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, not bad. Uh, playing Texas, uh, playing Missouri in their in their little rivalry they got there. Big Ten play, you know they get they get Michigan State only once. They play Michigan only once. They they literally I think have I saw some of the easiest Big Ten schedule. Um, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, I think they do get Indiana twice, which is good, I guess. Ohio State twice. 
um, Rutgers a couple times as well. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I think this could be a really good team. I also think it could be a very average team. So we'll see what happens. First game, I believe, yep, next Monday, they're playing Eastern Illinois. I think it's on ESPNU, so you can catch that. Um, be on the lookout for them, though. I think they, they're, they're, their ceiling's high, and I think their their floor is lower than most would expect to expect it to be uh, just because of roster turnover and kind of gelling together. But that's the Illini. Um, yeah. Next team, uh, the Hoosiers of Indiana. Uh, I picked to win the Big Ten. Uh, last year, got into the last four of the tournament. Um, you know, had that, that run in the Big Ten uh, tournament, beat Michigan, beat Illinois. Um, you know, they returned a heck of a lot. Uh, they finished 48th in Ken Palm last year. Not great. Um, they returned everyone. Is that uh, The good news is everyone's back. The bad news is everyone's back. Well, they, they think it's good news because um, they have a decent roster. Xavier Johnson um, kind of came on last year. He's not a great shooter, but he, he can play defense. He commands the offense very well. Trace Jackson Davis, first-team All-America, Big Ten Player of the Year candidate. I think he's very good. If he had a jump shot, he'd probably already be in the league, but he doesn't. I think if he can hit jump shots, he's going to be very scary. He's a great rebounder. You know you're going to get out of him. Really good finisher, good athlete. Um, okay defender. Um, I think he needs to be better on that end, rim protecting and whatnot. Um, then you got a guy, um, Race Thompson's kind of the glue. He's been there for like 30 years, can shoot a little bit, good rebounder. Miller Kopp, um, just typical Indiana guy, white boy. Um, can shoot it. He kind of struggled last year, but I, I expect him to to bounce back a little bit. And then Jordan Geronimo, energy energizer bunny off the bench, great rebounder, athletic guy. He kind of reminds me of a very, very poor man's Brandon Dawson a little bit. Um, then Tamar Bates, who I think can break out lefty. He was a almost a four or five star recruit um, in the twenty twenty one class. He's a great shooter, pretty good athlete. Um, you know, played at IMG. I think he can be good. It's just a matter of putting it together. Um, I, I'm expecting him to to up his game and, and be pretty good. And then Trey Galloway, um, kind of a glue guy as well. Decent athlete, kind of just another typical Indiana white guy. But, yeah, Bartorovic says they'll finish 11th in the country, 23rd best offense, 12th best defense. That was their calling card last year was defense. Um, that's what Mike Woodson preaches. I agree with that. Gives them a 3.5 seed, so that's obviously the highest um, so far of any Big Ten team. 95% chance to make the tournament. 22 and nine overall. 13 and seven in the Big Ten, so it'd be second. Uh, returns 78.1% of the minutes. That's a big reason why. Um, and they do have a very good recruiting class, second in the Big Ten. Jalen Hood Shafino comes in. These I'm just going to name the two headliners. He's a five-star recruit, combo guard, six-five. Um, would expect him to play and probably start right away. He's he's very good, um, nice combo, can shoot a little bit, athlete, good defender as well. And then you got Malik Renau, uh, four star, six eight, power forward. Um, he probably doesn't need to play a huge role because they already have some decent post players. But he's learning from some some good ones. Um, fully expect him to have a a good season, then get him ready for next. Um, I'm one through five in the Big Ten is where I think they'll finish. I think they're going to be a pretty good team, you know, four to eight seed. Um, record, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I can see, you know, tw- ten losses around there. I mean, their schedule um, isn't terrible, but it's not, you know, anything crazy. I mean, they play Xavier and the Gavit, which is tough. 
North Carolina and the ACC Big Ten Challenge. That's huge. Um, go 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 play uh, Arizona and Las Vegas. Going to the Fog to play Kansas, and then they kind of play a bunch of no names. Um, then their Big Ten schedule is you know it's pretty respectable. Um, but I think this team has a chance to be very good. Um, I I'm going to say that they're going to win the Big Ten as well. Um, and I'm going to say Illinois second so far. Uh, maybe next we can we can get into full picks um, when it comes out. That's the Hoosiers. Um, we'll go Badgers next. Um, last year breakout season for them. Lost in the second round. Who they lose? I don't know who they lose to in the tournament. I can't even remember. That was a good game. I remember that, but yeah. I can't remember either. They lose their must two, not have been that good. They lose their two best players, Johnny Davis and Brad Davison. Thank God he's gone. He was there for thirty. He was years. literally there for dirty, thirty years. Dirty, dirty. Yeah, he's gone. Thank goodness. Um, they do return some guys. You know, they Tyler Wall's back. He's preseason all Big Ten. I, I think he's a good player. I, I like him. He's not a great shooter, but he's you know he's an attacker. Um, Good rebounder, brings energy, all that good stuff. Um, then you got Chucky Hepburn, the little uh, aardvark boy. Um, he's a good player, but I don't think he's all Big Ten good like they said in the preseason. Um, but he's decent. I feel like he's gonna could step into that Johnny Davis high-volume shooting role. He, he knocked down some big shots for him last year and whatnot. Steven Kral, um, he was okay last year. Expect him to be a little better. He's a seven-footer. He's again. Then Jacoby Neath, uh, the mouth breather, he's kind of terrible. He's back. Carter Gilmore played a little bit. He's back. Then Johnny Davis' brother, Jordan. Um, Lost to Iowa State. Okay, that's right. Yeah, very close or low-scoring game. 54-49. Um, yeah, those are the only guys back. Um, Bartorvik's is 66th overall, 126th best offense. That's pretty terrible. 24th best defense. You can always expect good defense out of the Badgers. Um, returned 52% of minutes, so not terrible. They say 16, 13, 9, 11, Big Ten. Only gives them about a 17.5% chance to make that tournament, um, which is what we're all going for really in the end anyways. Um, but they do bring in some some de- some decent newcomers. Uh, Connor Essigen, uh he's a four-star, or I'm sorry, three-star shooting guard. Um, we expect him to probably play a little bit. Then they have two transfers, one Kamari McGee, um, Little uh, Wisconsin Green Bay transfer point guard probably be a backup there, um, and then their their big transfer is Max Klesmit. Um, he's from Wisconsin originally. Was at Wofford. He's a shooting guard. He's a knockdown. They need that. Um, maybe play like Brad Davis and roll. Probably going to shoot it a lot. Uh, worst Big Ten uh, recruiting class. Fourteenth. Really? Yeah. Not good. Uh, I think Guard's a decent coach. He was kind of on the out. Was that two years ago? They won him fired or yeah. whatever. When so, all that buying somebody leaked uh, something about Wisconsin and leaks. They leak yeah. nude pictures of the women's volleyball yeah, team. They leak like private conversations about the coaches or yeah, that, that meeting yeah. or whatever. That was weird. There's some weird stuff going on in Madison. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I think that they'll be seventh to twelfth in the Big Ten. That seventh at the highest. I don't. I don't think they're going to make the tournament. I think they'll be right around five hundred. Going to be seems like they're always toward the top of the Big Ten, no matter what, even if they're not good. But I just think this is not not going to be their year. Um, might take a step back, um, see what happens next year. Um, but schedule-wise, first game, they're playing Stanford at American Family Field. That's interesting. Um, they're playing in the Battle for Atlantis. Uh, Dayton first, who's pretty good, then Kansas or NC State. Um, Kansas will be without Bill Self for four games, right? Not, yep, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, wow, what a what a slap on the wrist that is. Here, give me your wrist. Give me your wrist, Bill. There you go. Exactly. Play Wake Forest in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Not Wake's falling off. Marquette. Eh, they're okay, I guess. Uh, then not really anybody else. And then they got the Big Ten. So I, I'm not expecting a lot out of these guys. Like I said, their schedule is not overly powerful, but I think they could lose. I mean, Stanford's not bad. Dayton's going to be a very good, you know, high high mid major team. NC State's not terrible. Um, and then Wake's okay, Marquette's okay, and then the Big Ten's the Big Ten. So I'm not expecting big things out of them. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I'd say uh, if we had to have a gun to my head, I'd say ninth and the eighth in the Big Ten. We'll go eight. Two more. Um, the Wolverines, coached by Jawan Duck Howard, um, 27th Ken Palm finished last year. Uh, lost a lot. Uh, Houston's gone. I don't. He wasn't great. Um, what's the other? Collins. Diabate. Um, I think he played well with Dickinson. I think he's a good athlete, but he likes to throw punches. Um, Collins, yeah, he probably would have started at point guard, gone. Um, the, the, your heart and soul, Eli Brooks. The player the player coach, Jackie Moon, on the court. El Camino. Yeah, he, I mean, I I hated him, but he's good. He was yeah, good. He was hit good. big shots. He knew where to be, had everyone... He's their coach on the floor. He really was. I, I think that's going to be a bigger loss than, than a lot of people might expect um, because that kind of leadership and just kind of knowing the system, um, you, you don't have that every year. Calming influence, yeah. You don't yeah. guys. You don't replace guys like that that easily. Yeah, it's just interesting. I don't know. Um, then you then uh, who else did they lose? I feel like they lost someone else. I'm looking trying to look at their roster here. Um. um Devontae Jones obviously graduated. He was eh, he was okay. Um, roster, bring him back. Dickinson's back. I hate him, but he's good. He can score with the headbutt, you know, the low, the shoulder lower, grabbing his balls at coaches, flipping people off, being an asshole. He's good. He's a good basketball player. He's a good offensive player. He's not good at defense, but he's a great low post scorer because he's huge and he's got good touch. So, but there's there a reason go. at his size he's not in the NBA. Yeah, because he's a gump. Um, Terrence Williams. I don't think he's good. He always shot well against Michigan State for some reason. I think he's kind of junk. He'll probably start for him. Jace Howard's back. He's terrible. Uh, Kobe Bufkin, I think he could be good eventually, but he was pretty bad last year. Inefficient. No yeah. way he was at McDonald's. All no. He plays like three games a senior year. Yeah, he's not He's not great. I mean, he's okay. I think he has potential, but no. No. I'm not, I don't see that he's going to be some all-Big Ten level guy, but that's just me. Um Bartorovic is 34th overall, 20th best D, 62nd or 20th best offense, 62nd best defense. That was kind of the struggle last year. Returned 27.5% of minutes. Say they're going to go 19, 11, 12, and in the Big Ten. 7.2 seed, 71.7% uh, chance to uh, make the tournament uh, lineup. Um, who are they bring bringing in? Um, Terrace Reed, 6'10 center. Mission State recruit him hard for a little bit. Decent player, but Jackson Kohler dunked on him in some, uh, I think it was the Jordan brand practice, and he gave him the stare down, which is awesome. Don't expect him to play a ton because the dick is going to play a lot. Uh, yeah, unless he gets in foul trouble. Jet Howard, four-star. People are saying he's going to be some better than Caleb Houston. Well, he's going to shoot the ball a lot because he's the coach's son, of course. Um, he's like six, seven wing. Yeah, he's a good player, four-star. 
Um, I don't know. Why does he a four star because of his name or because? Well, he's everyone the, on uh, the recruiting services say he's some special guy. I don't know. And then they got Doug McDaniel, dude's five ten with with freaking whatever in his feet with like blocks under his feet. He's very small, hundred and sixty pounds. You think that's gonna go well in the Big Ten? No. As a as a backup point guard, ask Foster lawyer. No. He's decent, four-star recruit, but I don't know. Greg Glenn comes in, he's a four-star, big guy. Don't think he'll play a ton. Then they got Will Cheddar or whatever his name is. He redshirted last year. He kind of sucks. Um, and then Isaiah Barnes, who played a little bit last year as well. Um, six, seven wing, kind of banged up. He could be okay, but he has no experience. Then they got Yusuf Kaya. They think this guy's going to be the next Franz Wagner, apparently. Six, nine, 195 from Lebanon. Um I mean, yeah, he was good overseas, but he's never played college ball. He's never, until now, he joined their team when they were on their trip um, in, in the summer and didn't play because of some physical thing or whatever. Um, but he, he's okay. Um, don't expect him to be anything crazy. But I think he'll be decent with time, maybe next year. <laughs> then their two transfer, Jalen Llewell- Llewellyn. People think this guy is going to be better than Mike Smith and uh, Devontae Jones combined. I don't see it. I mean, I think he can be decent, but he played Princeton. Um, I, I don't know. And then Joey Baker, um, 20th year guy out of Duke. I already hated him because of that. And then he comes over to Michigan. I hate him worse. Um, he's okay. He had hip surgery in the offseason, so he can't move. I guess he's a decent shooter. Uh, that's about it. I don't know. Um, projection, I think fourth to eighth in the Big Tens where they'll fit. You know, seven to nine seed probably. Uh, their schedule is okay, not nothing crazy. I mean, they play Kentucky, I know. Um, playing Virginia in the the ACC, um, and they play North Carolina. I forgot about that. So they have three toughish games, and then the rest are not bad. Then Big Ten, I'm saying pretty decent season. I mean, they're they are what they are. Um, they're a talented roster, but. That's the Wolvies, um, and we got the Spartans. Uh, finished forty second Ken Palm last year. Um, return Malik Hall, who I okay. He's a bit of an enigma. Up and great down, offensive but... player. Um, he, he's he could be he his special. You know, he, he can pick and pop. He's got that fadeaway post game. I think he can do more in the dribble drive than what he does now. Um, his defense is terrible. Laterally. Awful. Yeah, it's completely terrible. Drive defense it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing me. He gets blown by. I, that's a that's an effort thing to me. He needs to be better on that. And if Michigan State's going to do anything, Tyson Walker, he looked really good last night. He shot the ball eleven times, primarily off the ball, which is a good spot. That's for great. Him. Gets hot. He can shoot it. Um, very good defender. Moves his feet well. Quick hands. He's pretty athletic, honestly. And if he. he He's just got to shoot it. I, we've said it last year. He kind of had those moments where you're like, man, against Illinois, man, this guy could be really good. If he's confident, this guy's going to be a double digits, you know, 10 to 12 points a game kind of score um, and kind of be your closer. He kind of was last year, so I expect that. And then Joey Hauser, thumb man, um, he can shoot it when he has yeah. space, but he his, missed like three at the rim last night against Grand Valley. His defense is awful. He's just. Joey is my, is my current favorite player to hate, as all my buddies in the group chat know. I just, uh, I don't see, I for every one good game you get out of him, you get like seven marginal to bad games. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he could be a decent rebounder, probably going to be toward the top of the rebounding list for Michigan State, but he's got to be better on defense, just put him in better scenarios, honestly. But A.J. Hogard, I think this guy's going to be a breakout all-Big Ten. You know, ten got no stupid turnovers. He has 10 to 12 points a game, night, you know, 6 to 7 assists. Keep his turnovers down. He can rebound a little bit. He plays, I think he can be a can be the best defender on this team, honestly. He's physical. He, he's got that, that dog hands. in him. Um, I expect him to be that alpha male for Michigan State. And then Jaden Akins, another guy I think can break out and be an all Big Ten guy. Izzo's going to use him a lot. Hopefully he, he doesn't rush him back. Like he, I don't think he's going to. Him. I don't think he's going to. Because he's a critical player. For he's Michigan a shooter. State. He can slash. He's our best on-ball defender. I think he's going to be a good player for us this year. And then next year he's going to take that jump even more. But Izzo sees the best two-way player maybe since Gary Harris, and that's with some good guys. And Izzo also said today he's out of shape right now, coming off of his little stress um, issue with his foot, but that he's still in the best shape of the guys last night. Because they had, we had two or three guys with with uh, cramps last night. In I didn't know that. Game. Yeah. Interesting. That's not great. Uh, the Pierre Brooks, I think he can be you know a decent serviceable, serviceable guy off the bench. Um Shooting it, his defense isn't he's great. Aggressive, he's going to so. be a good rebounder. And then you got Madi. He looked decent last night. Yeah. One foul, four eleven four, points. Eleven points. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to be better at defense, though. You know, staying staying his ground without fouling. Um, but he had moments steps. that looked really good, and then he had moments where the ball went off his hands, like he had hands of stone. So he's going to be a little bit of feaster famine. He's going to have to do some stuff for Michigan State. He's going to have to play. 15 to 20 minutes a game, to be honest. But, you know, last night was promising, at least. He's made progress. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's what we need. Progress is good. Bartorvik, 22nd overall, 16th best offense, 45th best defense. Uh, projects 19-11, 12-8 in the Big Ten. Returns 54.1% of minutes. That's pretty good. Gives them a 5.5 seed, and that's probably because of the strength of schedule. Um, gives us an 81% chance to make that tournament. Second hardest schedule, according to Bartorvik. I think it That's should be like, the first. Don't um, be surprised if they're below 500 come Big Ten season in, yeah. in, in December when my guess would be they were sitting behind the bench last night. Carr and Coleman come back. Yeah, even, Coleman even could though, play a little bit. Even though Coleman is a surefire NFL prospect, I they both said they want to play. Apparently, according to the writers, there is still it. a locker there with his name plate oh, and a picture in the locker saw room. That. So. Saw that. That's good. Um, bench. Or, I'm sorry. Starters, when we're healthy, I think it's going to be Hogard, Walker, Aikens, Hall, Hauser. Um, and then I think with out, out Aikens is going to be what it was last night. Hogard, Walker, Hall. I, I like him at the four better personally, but then Hauser and, and Sissoko uh, with a bench of Jackson Kohler. Um, who's gonna? I think he can. He had flashes last night. His defense is a work in progress, but I think he's gonna be a bucket getter. It's gonna be a four-year guy. He's a good passer. He's a space eater. I tell you, the kid who's the big guy that they got. Uh, Carson Cooper. He actually didn't look. He's raw-ish, but he's not as raw as Maddie was as a freshman, and he's big. Like he's He's not skinny, big. Like he's big, big. big Like he can give Michigan State five to eight minutes a game, which they're you know, which is they're gonna need from him. He can give it to him, and, and he's going to be he's going to turn into I think a nice player from what yeah I, saw I think last he's going to be a nice four year guy um, maybe turn into a Matt Costello ish kind of mm-hmm. guy I don't know yeah. I, I like it um, and Trey Holloman he looked okay last night no turnovers three assists yeah not like not he's a got a pretty shooter. pretty slow release on the shot but he can he's a work in the progress shooting shoot the ball I think he's going to be a great defender he's long he's like yeah, six two six quick. three yep. quick guy he's going to be serviceable he's not going to be any world beater scoring the ball but. 
decent. Then you got you know Jason Wittens who can provide depth if he has to, and then Coleman if he has to. Um, yeah, I think you know most important player for this team. I hate to say it, but it's Malik Hall. He's got yeah, Hogard is the is he's really the their most talented player. He's got to be the guy. I mean, he's got to score 12, 13 points a game. He's he got to disappear six, for no, halves. We cannot have Jekyll and Hyde, Malik Hall. We need ten points or more consistently out of him. He can't in good attitude, good defense, good leadership. We need that of him because if he does that, this team is a matchup problem offensively for a lot of teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, defensively it could be an issue. But you, this team can score the ball. They have so many different options with with you know lineups where they can go small, they can go a little bigger, they can go quicker. I think that's huge. They got ball handlers on the court. They could literally go you know put Aikens at the at the one. Go Hogard, Aikens, Hall, you know Brooks, Hall, Hauser. With you know it, it's the options are limitless. It's just a matter of actually doing it. Um, breakout guy, I think, is going to be Aikens. I think he's going to score close to 10 points a game. He's going to be a plot, very, very good on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think Hogarth's going to end up being the best, um, most important defender. Um, I think Aikens is our best one, but Hogarth's the most important because I think he can change a game and lock down if he puts his mind to it like he did to Jaden Ivey a couple times last year. He's got to have that, that dog mentality he kind of does. It seems like it. Um, I want to see it. I think third to sixth in the Big Ten is where the lie, you know, anywhere from a five to a seven, um, you know, typical ground for Michigan State. I think, you know, 17 and 12 could be their record, but that gives them like a six or a seven seed based off their schedule. Mm-hmm. 21 and eight, I think, is their ceiling. Um, this schedule is the hardest schedule in America. But we're going to find out really quick who these guys are and what they're made of. Um, Bat, going to be battle tested before Big Ten playing. I think it's going to pay off in the long run because this Big Ten is very even. It's nothing crazy um, like it has been the last few years with really good teams. It's a lot of teams that are pretty decent but don't really have an identity. And there's no best player. There's, All the standouts. There's no Jaden Ivey. There's I mean Johnny Davis was no one saw him coming, but there's no him. You know, there's no EJ Liddell. There's no. There isn't. There's isn't a guy like that this year, and I, it's it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be very even. Um, I, I don't know. I'm 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 super excited for this. The Big Twelve also is gonna be wonderful. The ACC is gonna be trash again. The SEC, is, I think they're paper tigers. Same with the, I think the Big Ten. The big, it's the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, honestly. And the Big East, I think, is gonna be pretty solid. Uh, Creighton's gonna be good. Nova, um, you know, Butler's got Thad back. Xavier's got Sean Miller back. You know, the the homecomings. Um, crazy. I, I'm excited for this though. This is gonna be wonderful. We're only Five days away now, man. Oh man, it's gonna get good. Uh, next Friday is when the when the big stuff starts. That's when Michigan State's playing in the the Armed Forces Classic there against Gonzaga on the USS Abraham Lincoln. Looking forward to that one. It's supposed to be seventy degrees, light wind, no chance of rain as of now. It's gonna be a beautiful day for some hoops on the aircraft carrier. Hopefully, Michigan State can do decent against Gonzaga. Um, but yeah, that's hoops. We'll talk more about it in the future. Scramble time, uh, golf. Seamus Power. I, I thought about it. Should have done it. Love didn't it. take him. He won like last week. Mayakoba this weekend. That's the place with that pit bunker. Literally, is a cave in it. It's kind of cool. Um, NFL. Um, man, oh man, crazy trade deadline yesterday was. Lots of movement. Um, love to see that. It's like the most trades ever. I think like on on, on a deadline in the last like twenty years or something. 
Cool. NFL is still pretty topsy turvy. I mean, the Browns yeah, have it's slammed been the Bengals. You yeah. know, the only thing consistent is that the Lions it's, still suck. They heard you say that it, the NFL, there's not much parity. They heard you say it. Niners look good against the Rams. Brady had a 302 game streak of not losing three now. straight games. Snapped. Can you imagine like 302 games in a row he went without losing three games in a row? That's that's pretty <laughs> remarkable. But yeah. Tampa is not very He's good. The AFC South is not very good. Um, NBA, the Lakers are poop. The Bills Great. were phenomenal. Yeah, who cares about the NBA? NBA, the NBA is, is garbage. I hate it. I really do. Pistons, I, I, I do. I will watch the Pistons here and there just to see how they're looking. Uh, they're promising future. Wings uh, got smoked the other night, but they're they're off to a promising start. future. I think mm-hmm. they can be a borderline um, playoff team, which would be pretty phenomenal in year two of the Stevie Stevie Y project. And I think next year you got a chance to challenge for the for the conference, which would be pretty. Remarkable. Um, what else we got? Um, butt burners or yeah, local butt burners. The Rams they look bad. Just a step back. Stafford doesn't look great. Their line's pretty terrible. He's like he's playing for the Lions again, yeah. except for they have a better defense uh, than what he had uh, with the Lions. But still, ooh, not good. Uh, Buccaneers stock down big time. On fire, they stink. Um, the freaking Falcons are winning the NFC South. What the hell? They're terrible. That, that's <laughs> Marcus a dumpster, Mariotta re- dumpster fire of a division. I mean, the Panthers, if they'd won, the Panthers would have been in first. Falcons dump Matt Ryan, who got benched by the Colts, who suck also. Yeah, they're terrible. Colts, oh, that, yeah, we, we've talked about that. They're terrible. Reich's, he's going to get fired. Another bummer, the Nets. Fire Steve Nash after a 2-5 and five start. They've gone through like 20 coaches in the last three years. Ridiculous. It was hell to keep him to begin with. KD didn't want to play for him, right? You know, it's always about the players have so much power in that league. It's yeah. unbelievable. Most power of any That's why B-line lasted all of like two months. Izzo would never have lasted. Nope. Uh, that's why a lot of those college coaches don't Supreme last. Billy Donovan has lasted. We'll give him that. Um, stock up. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, hat trick of touchdowns. Run, pass, catch. A phenomenal game. He, he looked like his old self. He was great. Um, love to see that. I like the Niners. I like Kyle Shanahan. I like their style. Mm-hmm. I like what they do. I would. I'm pulling for them and the Seahawks to win that division. I'm pulling for the Rams to suck so the Lions get a higher pick to waste. Um, <laughs> exactly. Stock up. Phillies. Wow. Smoking the Astros last night. Five Game four tonight. Two one lead. Man, if they go up three one. City of Philly might burn to the ground if they win that, and the Eagles are playing so well. And they're, and they're if you care, the Major League Soccer team out of Philly, the United Union or whatever, they're in the MLS Oh, my gosh, what is happening? Uh, another stock up, the Commanders, uh, they're winning, and their owner's looking to sell. The scumbag of the NFL, uh, no one likes him. So, good for them. And they're looking decent. Taylor Heineke, of all people. Shit, bring him in to be they the should have just had him be the quarterback to begin and with. That I don't, wins. They keep going after these guys that have been. You I mean, know, it's the same thing the Colts done. It's a revolving door. Yeah, ridiculous. It really is a revolving door. I don't know. Um, yeah, you got anything else for? Nope. For scramble. All nope. right. Uh, sprint. Um, who is the most important? I already said this, but most important Michigan State basketball player this year. I mean, I, you said Malik Hall. I honestly think Tyson Walker, just because he can play a little bit of defense and he's going to be the go-to scorer. Like, in the like crunch, a, he's the guy who I want. The goal, I want the ball in his hands when we need a three late. He has to be. Uh, we didn't talk about this in the in the screen. We'll talk about it quick now. Was the TJ Hawkinson trade necessary? 
I mean, I I think it, it looks on paper like the Vikings got a better deal, to be honest. And, and the Vikings are in a win-now mode because they're 7-1. and one. They needed a tight end. They've got some good receivers. they got some good backs. I mean, Cousins has got to be happy. So my, my now Vikings, since I disowned the Lions after they drafted Hutchinson, I think, you know, longer term, shorter term, it's like a head scratcher, but I think longer term with what they were going to have to pay him, it frees up cap space if the Lions can do the right thing with a cap space. So we'll see. Look, I think great athletic tight ends are, I don't want to say a dime a dozen anymore, but they're pretty common. It used to be that they were kind of like unicorns and they're not right. anymore, like the Kittles and the, you know, the Kelseys and that. I think there's more of them now. So I think, you know, the Lions don't really need a run-blocking tight end because their line's good enough. I think they can find somebody else that can put up the production for the kind of money he was making. He's not Ebron bad by any stretch. He wasn't bad. No. But, but I don't think it's a huge loss. I mean, I think the fact they could have gotten rid of him after next year and gotten a compensatory third, third for him is, is kind of annoying, but... Yeah, I mean, I hey, maybe they also Sheila, saw Sheila, whatever her name is, I, I hate, I hate her. Yeah. She said, "Yeah, we're not in the rebuild. We're in full teardown. What, what the hell? Why wasn't they're full, always in full teardown? Yeah, what? It's the rebuild for the rebuild for the rebuild. So do me a favor, trade Hutchinson too. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, early bet for Auburn's next head football coach. Oh man, I haven't even. Begun to take a look at it. I've heard something about potentially uh, Lane Kiffin. There's a lot of SEC, the SEC incestual jumping of coaches. That's going to happen. There's no huge name right now that stands out to me, but I think Auburn will land a decent coach. Um, You know, they've got the backing, they've got the resources, they've got the facilities. I think they'll land the right guy this time. I don't. I think they kind of pressed a little bit when they got Harson. Those Pacific Northwest guys very rarely do well when they come out. down to the south they just don't i don't know why but it's the truth so something to keep an eye on for sure maybe one of saban's assistants maybe like a bill o'brien i, I can see maybe yeah maybe him I, i've heard he wants to get back in the nfl i dion i think that's actually oh, yeah, dion I, that's who i think they're gonna try to go after i don't know if they'll get him maybe jamie chadwell the coach of coastal um he seems to be kind of a hot commodity yeah i don't know i don't know who else though honestly there's I'm trying to think. Yeah, Lane Kiffin's name's been tossed around a little bit, but I'm gonna say Dion. Uh, that's my, my bet. Yeah. All right. Based, this is just based off you know how it's been the last few days here in Michigan. Would you rather it be 60 and sunny every day, consistently, or have this normal Michigan crap where you know it's it's like this and then next week it's gonna snow. 60 and sunny every day. Every of the single year. day, you're guaranteed it to be that, or you get no. you know. The summer where it's warm, it's, it's I'd rather nice have the what snow. We have. I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with yeah. it. Yeah, because I can always go south in the winter. Yep, I'm I'm the same boat. That's it. Um, appreciate you guys listening. Pound the like button. Uh, we're at, that was this was the 96 one of these man. Got we're almost 100. Extra long because we had five basketball previews to do. Crazy, um, crazy. And we settled back into our, our normal timeline next week. Plus extra long because I had a nine minute solo tirade at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Michigan fans may want to skip right past that, but Michigan State fans would probably appreciate that a little bit. Um, another shout-out to our sponsor, Team Anders Realtors. Uh, fantastic people, great realtors. The market is still decent right now, so sell, sell, sell. Um, bye, bye, bye. And if you want to in West Michigan, get a hold of them, teamanders.com. Meantime, as Rudy Zoltek once said, that's it. 
I'm leaving the country. I'm going to New Mexico. 